From Head Start programs to a teen police academy to invention headquarters to a program that helps at-risk youth through music and so much more, school's back in session. So we're focusing on children and youth on this edition of Connected Colorado. I'm Wendy Brockman at the Lakewood Head Start with a great group of kids. Can you guys say hi? Hi. hi. We're going to have more on this later. First up, though, for those budding young inventors, check out Invent HQ, Broomfield Library's makerspace. We're here at the launch party of Invent HQ in Broomfield, Colorado. Invent HQ is an all-ages collaborative workshop. We have 3D printers, we have a laser cutter, we have sewing machines, digital embroidery machines, a CNC router. It's a place where residents of Broomfield can come and make and invent whatever they want. So a place like this for me is a perfect add-on to the services that the library already offered because we're all about resource sharing. Resources in terms of the tools we have here as well as the people and the expertise that are here. And this place allows the community to have a great third place. Think of us as the extension of your living room where you can learn to create and make and tap into that part of you that wants to have more ability to make your stamp on the world. Why we think people need a place like this is not only do people have a real desire for maker programs and technology, but we feel like it's a really important thing for our community as a gathering spot. It's a great way for people with different skills and different abilities to come in and share their knowledge and their skills with each other. We couldn't have done this at the library as it stands right now. We just didn't have the space. So through the generosity of the city and county and our city council, they gave us some space over here at Six Garden Center to be able to get this off the ground. The Mamie Dowd Public Library has been doing maker programming for a number of years. A group of librarians had the idea for a community maker space and they invested in this new space, which is in the process of being set up. It was remodeled over the last six months. It has entirely new IT, it has new power, it has new HVAC and we are at the stage now where we're loading in furniture and tools. Regular old assembly line. This is the new makerspace project and we are building tables for the makerspace for them to use. Three along this wall. Okay. Um, one in that. Where we're at. Where you're at and the rest are in the middle of the room. Middle. Our team was tasked with remodeling this space to get it ready for the Makerspace program. So when we first took this project on, this space was originally an uh, office environment, had nothing but cubicles in here. So we came in, took all the furniture out, the carpet, took some walls down, put some doors in, put windows in, and uh, made this space useful for the Makerspace program. Prior to the workbenches arriving, this beautiful remodeled space looked a little bit like an office break room. Now it's really starting to look like a workshop. These tables are durable, they can be pounded on, they can be sanded down, they can be refinished. They are built for the kind of creative, inventive, iterative, imaginative projects that are gonna take place in this makerspace. Volunteers have also been really important in trying to figure out what are the tools that the community is gonna want? How do we get those tools to work? And what does programming with those tools look like? It's just kind of cool, I started 
with the planning several months ago and just it's come a long way. I'm also very excited to learn and use this equipment myself uh, and learn from people in the community. exciting to see how many people are here for this opening. We've been working for months to get this space ready and so to be at the point where people are in here and making things and interacting with each other and having fun and being creative uh, is fantastic. The energy in this room right now is exactly what we wanted to happen for our community. People are engaging with all kinds of different technology, different skills. Kids can teach parents, parents can teach kids, grandparents can come in. So we're really excited about the energy right now in the Invent HQ. Oh, kids seem really excited excited today, their eyes are open with wonder, they're tinkering, they're imagining, they're creating new things. It's super fun. This isn't a space just for kids. This is a space that has adult programming where adults can come and prototype their next great invention. It's also a space to come and play and be creative and have some free time where you just let your brain explore things that it doesn't get to explore during the normal course of the day. It feels really good at our core. That's what we're here to do. We want to engage our community and bring this, this stuff to them. It's been kind of strange getting this ready for everybody without having anybody in here. And it's so nice and affirming to see you guys all so excited to be here with us today. Thank you. People that don't have the capacity, the space, the ability to own this stuff themselves, that have that creativity and want to express it. I mean, that's what it's all about here. It's just giving people the opportunity to make whatever they want and just have fun doing it. For more information, they should go to groomfield.org slash inventhq. Sign up for programs, we're ready for you. Pretty awesome program. These two are cute too, right? Sometimes little ones need a little head start to get ready for school, and that's exactly what they're getting here at the Lakewood Head Start. Check it out. My favorite teacher is Miss Jam. Because every time I wake up from the tent to go use the bathroom, she smiles at me. Lakewood Head Start is a program that focuses on um, preparing families for later school success. We um, provide preschool experience for um, three to five year olds, um, as well as an early Head Start program, home visitor program. We help parents connect them with services or resources they need. We provide uh, parent um, events and activities that really include the families um, in their child's education. It's brought my family close together. I've never had a close relationship with my family growing up, so it's, it's been great. And I think the Head Start is a really great opportunity. We also focus specifically in the classroom on social emotional development, so really preparing the child um, how to be a good friend, how to share. You had a good solution. All those skills they will need when they move on to uh, the public school setting. High five. I think when the kids start this early that they have a better future. She knows what her routine is. She knows what she's doing. She's got, you know, she's got her name down. She's. I could see that the growth. It just gives us an opportunity to be people that come in and help these families and you know, we're able to do things for them that they wouldn't be able to do normally. The family social worker, she allowed me to see 
a brighter future, that I wasn't here just to be a mom and take care of these kids, that I could do something with my life outside of being a mom and go back to school and get an education. My teachers are fun because they let me do anything that we want to do. They learned me to put the food on the table, but not on the floor. That will get it uh, dirty. Without Head Start, my children would not have had an opportunity to attend preschool. I don't think that my daughter would have been as ready for kindergarten without being involved in the Head Start program. It allows me to be at work with a peace of mind knowing that my child is not only in a safe place, but also learning uh, new things. I would probably uh, thank all of the teachers who have been there for me, to help me, to support me, to give me resources when I needed them, to give me the courage to, to be a single mom and to be able to make it and do something with my life. I would say thank you, you know, thank you for helping and especially making their time to come to my home and, you know, always making sure, texting me to come. I'm grateful. I think they do a lot. It makes me feel like I make a difference in the community because I get to see their children go and I get to share special moments with families. Um, and in return, their kids are, are learning. Um, they're being exposed to things they might not have been exposed to if they weren't in the program. Great story, great program, and now I'm here with Lakewood Head Start's Diana Herrera. What is your goal? Our goal is really to help our families here in the city of Lakewood. We want to be there for them, help them succeed. We want to build the skills in families to be able to advocate for their children, to be able to feel empowered, to get that degree, to um, go after that job, to know that they have the strength to um, better life for themselves and their children. What is the criteria to be part of the program? So you have to live in the city of Lakewood. Um, it's a Lakewood program. And then there are a few different ways to be part of this program. Um, you can either uh, income qualify, so are those are uh, for the families that are either homeless or um, fall under the minimum guidelines um, for income. Uh, children on IEPs, so those children with um, special needs, those families qualify. If you have a child that is adopted or you foster children, for example, those would be um, reasons to qualify. Talk about starting them young, you even have a prenatal program. We do, yeah, we're so excited. It's a, it's a newer part of our program, it's the um, Early Head Start Visiting Program. Um, our wonderful uh, home visitors go into the families, visit with them weekly, uh, talk about child development. In their home, you actually. In go. their home, wow. yeah. They, they uh, do activities with the children, um, and then they get all the little, um, the expecting moms and the little babies together for socializations, what they call, to just kind of get that, you know, moms being able to share with each other and the children having other children to be around. Can you measure the success? We can, in a way. Um, we follow up with families when they enter um, kindergarten or elementary school. We check back in to see how successful the children are. Uh, if, the, if the families feel that what we gave them prepared them well to enter the public school. Um, we also collect data as far as um, are our families able to um, get themselves out of poverty, were they able to 
um, earn degrees? Were they able to land a good job? That type of thing. So we track all of that data. How many kids do you serve? We have a total of um, just around 150 children, which includes the early head start. How does the city of Lakewood help you guys? The city of Lakewood is really um, our, our partner in crime, if you will. <laughs> they uh, give us our facilities. They, um, they are the grantees. So they are, uh, the program is run through the city. So, you know, all the staff that the city has to offer that um, helps us with our parks and with our facility maintenance and um, all of those pieces that would make it really difficult to stretch those Head Start dollars otherwise, the city provides. What's your favorite part about being here? My favorite part is just knowing that we're making a difference, knowing that we are really setting these families and these children up to um, succeed. It's such a happy place here. You can't help but smile when you see these little ones. Diana, thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much, Wendy. Next up, a great story about a Jeffco Public School sixth grader with a movement disorder who gets to experience an outdoor lab thanks to a dedicated team effort. It's a perfect day at Wendy Peak Outdoor Lab in Bailey. Archery is just one of the many lessons for these sixth graders from Belmar Elementary in Lakewood. Including Laz Logan. That bandana on you looks a little bit tougher than. <laughs> He's a brilliant young man. He's just as smart as any other sixth grader in our yeah. class. His ability to control his muscles and communicate that are really difficult. His teacher, James Hoekstra, teamed up with Belmar paraeducator Jennifer Ross to make sure Laz, who has the muscle disorder dystopia, could take part in just about everything Wendy Peak offers. They were able to do so after finding an all-terrain wheelchair that would work in Wendy Peak's rugged setting. Came across one very gracious woman who had this vehicle that she had bought for herself was willing to rent it to us when she heard the story and heard the need. They can only do so much when it's all up and all down. Uh, around here, there's not a whole lot of flat. For him to have that wheelchair was um, unbelievable. The back and forth is a lot. We would have never been able to do it with a walker or me pushing a manual wheelchair. It is a four by four wheelchair. It's been modified for four wheel drive with larger tires and some lower gear. It's very adjustable. Mom and dad were on board with it. It was pretty much, let's do this. And let's find out what it takes to make this happen. To make it happen, the all-terrain chair was tested for outdoor lab use and fast-tracked for approval by Jeffco's risk management team and other departments. Since we were coming up the first week, the, the time crunch put a little bit of pressure on it. Laz's previous experience with all-terrain chairs helped. For him, it was kind of like he knew his, what he was doing. Um, for us, it was kind of like feel it out, make sure we feel comfortable and you know with what he's doing and it's been great. The freedom and mobility really changed his experience. He's clocked 15 miles on that thing. Laz and his teachers worked out a system of hand signals to indicate how fast or slow to go from trail to lesson to bunkhouse. 
He's been able to take part in everything and keep up with the group. And that was our thing. You know, at school with the walker, we move a little slower, so we have to leave early and get there late. And so this, I just feel like we've been right with the group. Laz's successful experience is leading Outdoor Lab to find ways to duplicate it for other students in need of access. We don't have a mechanical wheelchair like this. We never have. So it gives us a nice model. We're planning on purchasing one finding the funding wherever we can find it, and to have one at both sites at Mount Evans and at Windy Peak. And Laz himself, the face of this all-terrain learner, says it all. His smile and his eyes communicate um, the love that he was feeling from his teachers. It's made him very happy. It's been a ball. It's why we do what we do. dedicated effort. Now as we saw in Lakewood, preschool students need preschool teachers. And in Aurora, there's a very special one. Her name, Miss Jellybean. Good morning, Sasha. What better way to start the day than with a happy song? You twinkle That's how Helene Laurie has been getting her kids going for 30 years. She's an early childhood teacher at Meadowood Rec Center. <laughs> These guys know her as Ms. Jellybean. It's an easy name to remember. She's taught generations of Aurora's children. My sister loved her too. She's 21 now. Rachel Rash's sister had Helene as a preschool teacher years ago. And like many of her former students, she still remembers her fondly. Ms. Jellybean definitely had a good impression on her. <laughs> Rachel's five-year-old daughter, Savannah, is a student here now. We get to play. Play is a big part of Ms. Jellybean's and Aurora's preschool philosophy. Come in here and don't watch us as teachers watch the children. They're having a good time like they are right now. That's important because if the children are happy, then they're going to learn. And in this colorful classroom, they're learning a lot. Helene sets up and takes down her classroom every day since this room is also used for other programs at the rec center. Make it all look pretty. She uses a Danish word in principle called huga. It's all about creating a cozy, comfortable, and warm environment where the kids feel safe and loved, which Helene says makes them ready and eager to learn. Matt Man's head, and then his little arm, and then the little R is Matt Man's arm, and then his, kind of like his ear, okay? Helene says the city's preschool program has changed a lot through the years. In the beginning, it was more kind of babysitting, doing things the way you wanted. We weren't even licensed back then. It was, if you did daycare at home, you got the job. Now we're licensed, we follow all these rules, and kids need to know more today to be ready for kindergarten. Even though the job is more challenging now, Helene doesn't mind. It's all good. <laughs> That's all I can say. Everything about it is good. And the kids definitely seem to agree. Just ask them what their favorite part about Ms. Jellybean's class is. Making new stuff to bring home. Making our journal. That she reads books to us, too. They don't read so well. I don't know how to read yet. And as for Ms. Jellybean? My favorite thing, of course, is the children. 30 years, countless lives changed for the better. Tell Ms. Jellybean thank you for everything she does for these kids. Yeah. I think she's a great teacher. She's been doing it for so long. I'm still here because I love it. For Aurora News Weekly, I'm Yasmeen Marino.
Yes, she is very sweet. And Aurora's preschool program just celebrated its 45th anniversary. Well, now some teenagers in Arvada get to experience what it's really like to be an Arvada police officer in a week-long academy. Driver, step out of the car! Teen Academy is a, a great opportunity for area high school students to come for a week um, and learn about a lot of different aspects of law enforcement that we that we deal with. Walk back to the sound of my voice. Well, we want to offer it for a few different reasons. One, it opens our eyes to what truly is going on um, with law enforcement. But the other aspect um, that we pride ourselves on here at Arvada is the community policing aspect of it. We want to reach out to the community. We want to let the citizens in and, and see what we do. Some of the more popular classes that the kids love to go through um, are our building searches and then scenarios. And they have to work through a domestic or a suicidal party um, and work on their communication skills and officer safety. Building searches were terrifying, but <laughs> it was it was really cool. We got to go in with an airsoft gun, and we had four different scenarios. And um, I'm still shaking from it. Actually, I had a very a large adrenaline rush. It's the police! Oh, the police is here! We'd go in, and they there would be something happening. One was a domestic violence situation. We had to separate them, um, confiscate any weapons. Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking to them about it. That's how we talk. I like that one because that one taught me more how to be ready, what to do, and they, when, if we messed up, they explained to us, and they, they made us do it again. Arvada Police, one last, last chance to come out. The building searches really did provide good insight to showing kids what police do when they have to do something like that and how to avoid the unfortunate. Everybody that we come in contact with is human right? And there's that human aspect of conversation, communication. In the CSI class, we did fingerprinting, put powder on and then pull it off with tape. It's super cool. And we got to do it all. We got to get a casting of a shoe prints. That's how they actually do it, like on scene. Walk through it slowly. Just make yourself a good, solid impression that you like. You'll be able to see that Nike if you get it mixed in enough. That's a beautiful print. Clean most of the sand off with your fingers, and then you can rinse it in the bucket, and you should have something like that. Very, very good. Gosh, you guys did well. I think my favorite part was, you know, learning how to do precision drive. I haven't been driving that long, actually. Only straight. Good. So doing parallel parking with someone coaching me into it, it was very helpful. When we did arrest control, it was fun, but at the same time it kind of hurt. <laughs> but once you get into the emotion of it, and you can get someone down to the ground very efficiently. The people who are most successful in law enforcement aren't the biggest, the fastest, and the strongest, they're the smartest. Which is why we use good technique, right? Because um, Brad there's a lot bigger than me. If I want to control him, I better use good technique. 
we start getting comments um, towards the end of the week of, wow, I didn't realize that an officer had to think about the situation like this. One thing I didn't know before taking this class is probably just how just how much they do every single day. Like, but they do it, they risk their lives for our safety every single day. Teen Academy is awesome. It is literally one of the best weeks for both the police officers and the kids. So if you are thinking of doing it, do it. It's for any any teen. I would say most of them probably are not gonna have a, a career in law enforcement and that and we tell them that's okay. But the whole week has just been nothing but fun. You know, getting people ask why would you want to spend a whole week with cops? My answer is why not? Absolutely worth it. I, I'm so glad I got to do it. What a great opportunity for kids in Arvada. Well, finally, with the help of Colorado's most talented and willing musicians, Youth on Record, a program in Denver, is inspiring at-risk youth to see the potential for a better life. Here's just part of that story. All right, so I'm here with Diego Flores, who's a partner artist here at Youth on Record, um, as well as Deandra and Micah. Thank you guys for chatting with us. So we just had like a little a little session, huh? We had a little, what do you, what do you guys call that, what you guys just did? A jam session. A jam session? Mm -hmm. yeah? yeah, totally. Um, so <laughs> every Friday, Open Lab happens here, our open programming. So we try to open it up and uh, try to get every student to explore a different instrument and a, a different part of music. Yeah, yeah. So what does it mean to you guys to be able to come into this cool room and play these instruments? Jandra, you were on the drums. You guys were both on the drums earlier. Um, so what are you guys learning here? Music theory, obviously, you know, because that's the class. And also basically finding your, how you could express yourself through the music, you know. I'm a producer, you know, I learned how to make beats and all that stuff. And I didn't know that before I got here. Yeah. I'm learning instruments that I didn't know. I just barely found out how to play the piano barely you know yeah but good enough to play with a jam session so sure yeah <laughs> and Deandra what do you like about being here at Youth on Record it's amazing like there's so much equipment here that you could do and then like especially if you're really into music you could you can really put your stuff out here yeah. And it's cool because you don't have to pay for it. That's like, awesome. Studio time. <laughs> really cool. And Diego, I've known you for a long time. Diego is an amazing poet, he's a musician, and now he's a partner artist mentoring youth here at Youth on Record. What's your favorite part about working with young people? Mm. It gives me a person to ask questions to. <laughs> <laughs> Say more about me, that. Uh, I'm a musician uh, full-time, a uh, poet full-time, and um, in the creative industry, uh, I feel like there, there are our peers, you know, like I went to Bobby like, yo, like check out this poem, you know, check this out, you know. It's like a whole new audience, you know, it's like, uh, it's like they, they can tell you exactly what they felt from it, you know. So and I know Diego is a pretty cool dude. What is it like having someone like Diego be your instructor for, for class? <laughs> Alright, so I had Diego since... And no pressure, right, because he's your teacher, right? No, no pressure at all. <laughs> See, Diego's not just my teacher, though. He's a, you know, he's my homie, he's my mentor, you know? Yeah. Youth on Record and, you know, Diego in general like, gave me a lot of opportunities with everything, pretty much, you know, musically, with poetry, all that, you know, like, I performed, I've been able to, or, you know, like, it, they just helped me a lot, you know? And the Diego, you know, that's my homie, you know, he's been the closest one I got to through yeah. this whole time, you know? or something I need to touch up on a song or on a beat, he'll be there and he'll help me out. You know, I, I learn something new every day pretty much. So. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so it's it's cool because it's it's like a community, a general community where you guys are helping each other. There's mentorship happening here, but there's also yeah, it's really great to like get another musician's like point of view of your stuff and mm -hmm. like actually be able to tell another musician about it instead of like rapping to your friend and they're like, oh yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and like they don't respect the music that much, you know. So it's sure. like great to be in the same area as everybody who like enjoys the music just as much as you do. Yeah. So DeAndre, before you came to Youth on Record, did you play an instrument? Were you involved yeah. in music? Yeah. What I, did you do? I like writing songs. Like I want to be a music producer and I want to rap. Mm -hmm. And I also played the clarinet for three years mm -hmm. in like middle school and elementary. Diego, you got some great students here, man. Definitely. They yeah. teach me a lot. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm a all the time. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for meeting with us. Uh, best of luck to you in everything that you pursue. Um, keep writing, keep producing, keep inspiring, and uh, congrats. If you want to see the full Youth on Record story, go to youtube.com slash Denver8TV and check out season three of Art Scene. We hope you've enjoyed learning about all these great programs for kids in Colorado. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next time on Connected Colorado. School is back in session, time to focus on our young people. We'll look at a Head Start program, a Teen Police Academy, and much more on this edition of Connected Colorado.